Can you imagine buying a pink house? That was the color back in the 50s. Sarah Leonard is my friend. You know her because you hear me do commercials for her. Longtime realtor, uh, sold more homes than anyone else in the state of Illinois last year to the tune of 700. A little more difficult this year, isn't it, Sarah? It's been tough, hasn't it, as a realtor? You better engage your phone. She's probably talking and I don't hear her. <laughs> there you are. I can see your phone's there engaged now. Hey, my friend. How are (laughs) you? Great. So uh, quick question, since you bumped back with Little Pink Houses, uh, what is uh, how important is the curbside appeal these days when it comes to selling a house? I'd say pretty important. The first impression is a lasting one. So we have to appeal to the masses if you want to get top dollar. So there's little things that you can do that go a long way, but you always want to make a good first impression. I was reading the article about the psychological traps you fall into when buying a home, that there are some things that you ignore that you probably should not ignore. You want to cover some of those? And, and this is probably why it's always good to have a realtor with you, because, you know, you you do fall in love with something and then you're like, ah, I can do without that second bathroom or, oh, I... Yeah, I guess it's okay. It's a little further to work. But if that's what brought you to buy a house to begin with, those are things you shouldn't ignore. What are other traps that we should watch out for? Psychological traps, things in our own head. Yeah, I think everyone's living in the now. So planning for the future is something that I find a lot of people don't do when they act on emotion and fall in love with something. So a good example is, You know, a lot of clients that buy like a three-story townhome, and they're great, three level of stairs, but there's, you know, a lot of separation on each floor, which is great for a lot of families. So let's say you have, you get a pet or you have a child. There's, those become issues very quickly in a space like that. So when people aren't planning ahead, but they're thinking current with their emotion, I say that's a trap a lot of people fall into, which forces them to either make pretty big compromises in their day-to-day, in their home, or move much sooner than they'd hope to, which, let's get real, no one looks forward to moving. Right. So right. those things, I think, can make a pretty big impact on a lot of people. I also think just, like, fixating on one thing. So, you know, paint colors, flooring, things that are relatively simple to change or to fix, if you focus on that, it can really stop you from seeing the bigger picture of a property. So just making sure that you're, you know, you have an agent advocating for you that can help paint the picture of what something could be with really small changes and just making sure that you have, you know, now and like the next three to five years in your, in your thought process when you're making this huge life decision. And how tough is it these days? Not many people are moving, right? Which means once a house does become available, it sells pretty quick? It still is. Yeah, it's funny. People are like, oh, so what's happening in the market? I'm like, the story is getting old, right? Rates are high, inventory is low. Here we are, the last, we're going on like a half a decade. But we're starting to see the market correct itself slowly. We're starting to see inventory come on the market and last a little longer than it had been, which doesn't say much. So instead of four hours, it's four days. But at least we're seeing some some sort of normalization, which I think buyers are really starting to appreciate and they're starting to take notice. So we're seeing more buyers infiltrate into the market, which is a really it's having a positive impact on things. So there's a binding referendum now known as Bring Chicago Home. It's going to be on the March ballot because, of course, Chicago City Council voted 32 to 17 on Tuesday and 
This yeah. is, uh, you know, Mayor Johnson's progressive coalition going up against or go, you know, siding with advocates for the homeless, but going up against the business community in general and the real estate industry in particular. Um, yeah. It's all about the transfer tax. What kind of numbers are we talking? Mm-hmm. What I mean, we're talking about homes that sell in excess of a million. And does the tax go up as the price of the home goes up? Yes. So if you're in a million to a million five, you're looking at 2%. So at a million one, it's around $22,000, not a small number. And then you get to the next incremental bracket, which is a 1.5. And that's at a 3%, which is a staggering $45,000. So those are some pretty serious numbers. And I think one of the greatest concerns that we're hearing voiced is how that's going to impact people selling that, you know, the price of home, what that's going to do to all the other businesses downtown. You know, they're already worried that the businesses aren't going to recover fully from the pandemic. And is that just going to like further people to not want to stay or move to Chicago because of these things? And I think that coupled with the fact that they haven't, you know, talked about how they're going to allocate these funds if they do do this and this does pass, what happens to that money to help with, you know, homelessness, they haven't voiced any of that. And although they said they wouldn't start collecting until 2025, if this does get passed, that still bodes the question, well, what will happen to this money? Because that's very real for a lot of people mm-hmm. in the city. So maybe with further explanation, it can answer some questions. But I think people are pretty, their arms are up in the air wondering uh, which direction this is going to go. Right. And quickly, before we have to go to news, I want to talk about the settlement in Kansas City about commissions. And that kind of dissolved into a conversation about buyer's agents versus seller's agents and and the the breakup of commission. And we got a lot of text messages saying, well, buyer's agents work harder because they're driving people around to house after house after house. And then many times when people go, well, I'm going to go with a new house. I'm just going to buy from the builder. And that person who's invested 40 hours in that is out. You don't get a dime. So what's your take on that whole lawsuit? And commissions are right there in the paperwork, right? You can ask your realtor what the commission is, and you will get an honest answer. Correct. So right now, the the commission is on the listing side. It's broken up between the listing agent and the buyer's agent paid from the seller. And what they're allocating change for is offering a buyer the opportunity to compensate a buyer agent where the seller isn't having to carry that cost. So while I think people in the industry are worried, this is going to mean that buyer agents won't get paid. I really don't foresee that happening. This is the largest investment anybody typically is going to make in their life. And having an expert guide you through is something most people aren't going to pass up on when they're making this sort of substantial you know, decision and investment. And so it's opening the opportunity that rather than just the seller compensating a buyer agent, which they currently are, now a buyer can have some skin in the game and also offer compensation to their agent for their services, which they do offer a ton of value on both sides. And so just having that professional represent you and the lawsuit is who is that compensation going to come from? Mm-hmm. So just talk to your realtor. You know, get it figured Absolutely. out. Talk yeah. to your realtor and understand their services and understand what they're going to do for you and what value they add. And if they can't answer the question, doesn't mean you shouldn't use one. It means you just use, use a different one, right? 
But yeah. yeah, you just have a conversation and make sure that you really trust and know that agent is advocating for you and you know, you'll be in good hands. Well, Sarah will answer all your questions all the time. That's why she's so good at what she does. You can find her online at sarahleonardsells.com. I appreciate you giving us a buzz and answering those questions today, Sarah. My pleasure, Lisa. Thanks for having me. She's the best. Steve's News next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.